What's up, Atlanta sports fans? My name is Graham Waldrop, and alongside me, as always, is Adam Kalal, and we are Atlanta Zone. Two Atlanta natives recapping the week that was in Atlanta professional sports, the wacky-ass hijinks, and analysis. Adam, how's it going to Graham, great to see you as always. Sure. <laughs> it's, go- it's going quite well. I've uh, been moving all weekend. Mm-hmm. And That's what they do, Adam Kalal Studios. Yep. Took your entire family and put them in just one small, about 500-foot square space. Some it's- dedication. Yeah. The show. yeah, you got to. Yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, you know, if, you, if we don't invest in ourselves, how can we expect others to invest in us? Well said. You know? Well said. Um, but yeah, this second recording here, I think the acoustics are pretty proper. Yeah. Thought the show sounded solid. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going well. It's been a good little sports Sunday. Uh, woke up, flicked on the Open, Open Championship mm-hmm. on uh, the digital antenna. Mm. Just kind of fun to watch. Tiger... Almost win it. First top 10 finish in like ten six years. years. Six years. Six years. Yeah. yeah. Pretty sweet. Uh, now we're watching the Bravos try to make a comeback here against the Nets down the, three to Dirty Nationals. Yeah. I was uh, happy to learn that um, Tiger didn't win. My mom and I have had You're not a, a Tiger guy? Well. What the me, hell's the matter with you? Let me just say why I, I didn't want him to win. Okay. So. Right, Instead of me jumping to conclusions. Right. Right before Tiger went into like a tailspin. Right, and then had all the like the things of the the mistresses and the porn and all that shit. Right, I and uh, I bet my mom, who's a huge golf fan, I said Tiger Woods will never win another major. And she says you're full of shit. I said all right, I'll bet you fifty bucks he never wins another major. She's like, well, what do you mean? Like in like in the next like two years? I was like, no, ever. Wow. And so ever since we made that bet, he had his back problems, broke up with Ingrid or Norgrid or whatever her name is. Had tons of issues, and so she was like, "Could happen, could happen." And I was like, ah, "No." So, but, but I am scared now that he fin- had a top ten finish at the end. So you wouldn't get paid out on this bet until Tiger Woods officially dies or completely retires right. from golf. Correct. No chance of ever coming back. Yes. So like twenty years down the road, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would still pay my mom fifty bucks, even though she'd be like eighty something. Well, at well that she point. would pay pay you if he never well, wins. Correct. Yeah. But I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, the the bet is outstanding. Interesting. So, okay. Well, I think I think he's gonna win one. It could, it could happen. Yeah. Um, it's definitely exciting to have him play again to make. Oh yeah, like people who aren't as interested in golf. Interested I bet at again. least two times as many people watch. Oh yeah, Tigers. Yeah, see the ratings. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been an interesting week in Atlanta sports. Had a lot of things happen. Uh, All star game happened. The Braves uh, really didn't show out too much. Although Mike Fultonavich Fulton looked like a beast. Had a great inning. Yeah. Um, Looked fantastic out there. Really represented us well. Offensively, uh, Marquez got a walk, and that was about it. Yeah. Didn't really do much else. Freddie flew out pretty deep. Yep. And Ozzy got pinch hit for. Mm-hmm. And then Scooter Jeanette hit that. That was a bunch of bullshit. I was like, where's Ozzy? That should have been Ozzy's yeah. home run. Of course, the National League loses again. I, I, I forgot it doesn't matter anymore. I'm glad it doesn't matter. Part of me is happy about him, part of me is not. Like, I think making the All-Star game... The winner, the league winner, having home field advantage is stupid because that should only be based on the teams that are in the postseason. Like, if you have a better record, you should have home field advantage. It shouldn't matter what fucking all Scooter Jeanette for the Reds did back in July. I never liked it because it was sort of like the principle of the matter. Like, why should Scooter Jeanette be, you know, for example, be deciding the fate of who gets home field in the World Series as opposed to the people who are actually going to be in the World Series? I never liked that. But it did make it a little more interesting to watch. 
But now it's kind of nice just to sit there and just watch it just for the, the spectacle of it yeah. all. What do you think about uh, them interviewing players on the field? I used to hate it. Like, when they first started doing it, I, I thought it was, it was horseshit, bushly kind of uh, exploitative. But now, as they, as they kept doing it, they've been doing it for five or six years now, and I kind of like it. I kind of like it, yeah. Yeah, I think it's kind of fun. The game doesn't matter, so who gives a right. shit? And it gets a little insight into the into the player's head. They can so, do shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm cool with it. Yes, sir. I think, you know, it's just like whenever there's any change, you're like, ah, oh, bullshit! You yeah. know, immediately just don't Right, it. right, but, right. But now, now that's sort of become part of... Yeah, we're not change guys. Yeah, we're not change guys. Uh, now it's become part of it, and it's kind of fun to get a little bit uh, behind the curtain of... of the particular players you're talking to. Mm-hmm. I got really upset when I was like, Matt Kemp's out there in left field starting in the All-Star game. I was just like, God damn it. That's so weird. Yeah. He's just revitalized his career. I mean, he, he had some decent moments in, in the Atlanta. The Braves, yeah. Uh, but he just could never, you know, especially last year, he was on a roll at the beginning of the season, but never stayed healthy. And then he got fat again. Now he looks like Matt Kemp from 2011 yeah. again. He was so. hitting like cleanup, I think. Yeah. No, Freddie was Freddie, hitting Freddie was hitting cleanup. I think he hit fifth, fifth. though. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's wild. Yep. So after the All Star game, players get a couple days off. Friday night, the Braves return to action against the Nationals, promptly spank them eight to five, which was a glorious sight That's to see. Huge. Yeah. The tone was set, of course, by the lineup change Snicker implemented, batting Ronald Cunha Jr. at the top of the lineup, and he showed up in a big way. Three for four, a home run, two stolen bases, multiple runs scored. Uh, the guy was just beautiful. It was yeah, beautiful. He looks awesome in that spot. Yeah. I mean, he's. I think he's going to run with it. I think he's got like five hits now in these two games. Mm-hmm. Um, Ender finally has been pushed down. Yeah, he's batting seventh now. So the new lineup and uh, new lineup was Acuna, Ozzy, and the rest of the lineup was pretty much the same with Ender now being at seven. Mm-hmm. Um, those were the those were the changes, and so it was really cool too because like the, the the first thing that happened was you know Acuna gets a single, you know Ozzy gets him gets him in. You know, the next at bat, which was fantastic. It was yeah. like the combination of speed and power with both players was on display fully there. Yeah. And I hope they let this experiment ride a little bit. I would still be interested, kind of, in seeing a uh, you know Nick Markakis or Freddie Freeman hitting leadoff, just because they're so good at getting on base. Even though it doesn't sound like that would be you know the prototypical baseball thing to do, just because they had the highest on base percentages, I wouldn't mind seeing that. But I would also. The combination of speed and power with with Acuna and the potential there, you gotta let it ride and see what happens. And I'm glad if it was Snicker or, or Anthopolis or whoever's decision it was, I don't care. I'm glad they did it. Yeah, let's see what happens. Your boy Cakes used to hit first like a couple of years ago. He I, did. I yeah. think Freddie Gonzalez put him there. Yeah, which wasn't a bad idea yeah. just because he could get on base. So. We also had nobody else. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Although Ozzy's Ozzy's out for a little bit now, though. Yeah, he came out of that Tweaked game. Came out of that game on Friday night. Um, I think he came out in the second or third inning, and Culberson came. Thank out God out. for Charlie Culberson. Yeah, and promptly hit a home run. Uh, he looks fine there, so I think we're covered. The, the injury is not supposed to be too bad. Uh, Ozzy's out of the lineup again today. The game on Saturday was postponed due to rain. So I think they're just going to monitor it, not rush him back. Hopefully he's back in action uh, early next week. Yeah, we keep talking about it, but you want to talk about underrated signing and a guy who's giving you every single dollar you're paying him for. It's Charlie Culberson. Culberson has definitely played above his pay grade this year. Saved us time and again when Acuna was out. Yep. Now Albies fill in anywhere. He really can. He can play outfield. He can play infield. doesn't kill you defensively, and he's had a, a good season hitting overall. Mm-hmm. He's not going to... 
you know, blow the doors off the hinges with his numbers, but I mean, he's very reliable, very dependable guy. So, in today's game, we saw it again. What do you talk about replay for a little bit? Yeah, so tell me because I was driving over here and I was listening on the radio, so I didn't see it. So, apparently, Culberson tried to steal second and was called out. Uh, describe it because you actually saw it. Visibly. Yeah, he was visibly safe. Like, mm-hmm. visibly, his foot got in there. He held the bag the whole time. They said it was a high throw, right? Yeah, so tag, tag was a little bit late, and he mm-hmm. was clearly safe. Like, yep. I could see it live that right. he was safe. Yeah. Uh, and you can clearly see it in the replay. But once again, it just comes down to the, as Chip and Joe love to rant about, just the umpires not wanting to make the other umpires look bad. And you know, that, the replay umpires. Having been an umpire, right, I understand that when you're an umpire on the field. You always back up your guy. You never second-guess him because then that makes you all look like you don't know what the fuck you're doing. I did that once. Isn't it better to get it right, though? It's better to get it right, but unless it's something like truly egregious, if it's a close call, like I, I made the mistake of at one point, um, there's a play at the plate. The umpire called him out. I was in the field, and then the coach went out. Were you paying like, attention? I was. <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't see it very well. You know, I was, I was in the field. I was watching a play at second, and then I turned around because <laughs> then the play happened at home. So, you know, you got you to keep your head on a swivel because it's not like MLB where you got four umpires. You only got two in sure. Little League. And so the, the coach gets really pissed off, runs out. I was like, argues with the home play umpire. He's like, Blue, what the hell did you say? And I was like, I was 17, 16. I was like, it could have been safe to me, you know. And then my, my home plate umpire partner was like, never fucking do that again. Oh, wow. If, if, oh, you if, went against if, what yeah, he said. Yeah. Right. I went against what the home plate umpire says. Like, if you see a call like that again, you go with your partner. It doesn't matter what the what happens. It doesn't not, matter how bad it is. We're not going to reverse it. Yeah, it doesn't matter yeah. how bad it is, because then we'll have a shit show on our hands. Because then he was like, okay. And then, the, and then the home plate umpire was like, all right, then he's safe. And the other coach oh, went out. No. And then it was just, it was a disaster. So he was, you know, I was a young fool. So at that point... I never went against, even when I saw that the other guy was wrong, I was like, and then, you know, coach will look at me, I'd be like, yeah, that's right, he was fucking out. Yeah. Fuck you. You know, yeah, I, I never did that again, because it, it delayed the game for like 10 minutes, it was a disaster. Sounds like you, you were really cut out for Little League umpire, using language like that. Well, I didn't say that exactly. <laughs> uh, but, but I, so I understand that on the field. Off the field, though, with these these umpires in New York watching the game or whatever, who are also able to uh, supersede the umpires on the field yeah. and call them out if they're wrong, it seems like it's not happening with calls like this that are very blatant, that are obvious. And it's like, what's the point of having a replay if you're not going to get it right? The point is, the whole point of this was to get it right. And people make mistakes, and that's fine, but we want to get the call right yeah, so it, that it doesn't affect the game negatively. Making it worse. Yeah. Like, I think it all started just... They had replay only for like home runs, right? Which is fine, sure. Um, so maybe they need to go back to something like that. Maybe because this, this isn't working. There's, there's no point at, at, yeah. at this rate. I mean, at least with the NFL, you'll usually you know if, if there's a challenge, it seems like you're not going to win. You're not going to get every challenge you know right. But it seems like in the NFL is a much higher rate of, of reversing a call if it's if it's wrong. Yeah. Whereas in MLB, it's like. One out of every maybe seven or eight. I think they at least need to give, like, they should have more accountability and have to, like, after the game, face the press 
Yeah, I'd be like, ex- explain, explain yourself that on that. Yeah. Well, you know what? How no, the hell do you call that guy out? There's no accountability in Major League Baseball when it comes to umpiring. I mean, there's been plenty of guys. I mean, the guy who's uh, home plate umpire uh, today for uh, this game against the Braves and Nationals, Laz Sorry. Diaz. No, uh, C.B. Buckner. Oh, that's Buckner. He, he's 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 a horrible umpire. He's an yeah. <laughs> atrocious strike zone. Yeah, he's not a very good field umpire either. It's like yeah. universally known. And uh, actually, user Gabe made a good point while we were watching the game downstairs a while ago. He's like, it's like they're on. You know, it's, it's like being on the Supreme Court. You're just a lifer. It doesn't matter if you're right. or, or not. You're oh. just you're, you're there. And, no. it's, and it's like, yeah, I never really thought about it like that. But yeah, him, Angel Hernandez, they've sucked for twenty years, thirty <laughs> years. It's like, why are they still umpires? They're probably making like two hundred thousand dollars a year. Right. Probably more. Maybe. Who I don't knows? know what an umpire makes. Oh, I don't fucking know. But I yeah. think I'd be upset if I knew how much CB Buckner makes. Yeah. Um, Sam Holbrook, the infield fly umpire, should have been dis- you know the equivalent of being disbarred as a lawyer. He should have yeah. had his umpire's license revoked, right. and he should have been. Uh, Taken out back and never seen again for that horrific call he made uh, to screw us in that wild card game. Not to say we wish he died, but just you know, well, was was put away. I'm sure multiple people at the time, multiple people at the time, yeah, probably threatened his life. Yeah, but that. you know, yeah. it's not worth it at that point. And he made a call; he was wrong, but whatever. But the point being that these umpires seem to just operate with impunity. They just get away with, with anything. They can suck all year. They can suck for multiple years. They can suck their whole career. But, you know, once you're in, you're in. I, I just don't understand why no one's held accountable. I think you're exactly right. It would be nice to see that. Great job security. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. It's like they got tenure or something. Yeah. In university. It's crazy. But, yeah, so we'll see if the Braves can come back. They're currently in another rain delay. Down 4-2. to two. But I was very encouraged by what I saw Friday night. That was a good team win. Anibal Sanchez didn't look particularly sharp, but he pitched well enough to keep you in the game, battled around it. Maybe he was a little rusty coming off the All-Star break. I'm not going to read too much into that. He has been one of the more dependable pitchers yeah. we've had recently. And he's got, I mean, playing the Nationals, it's so important. You know, they wanted to, like, sweep us or win two out of three. Mm-hmm. And worst-case scenario here, we split the two-game series. Right. We, have, we haven't let them back in it. Right, and then we have a doubleheader later to make up that Saturday game. It was funny too. They wore this. Uh, they were they were having like a team meeting on the field. The Nationals were before the game, and they were all wearing sh- like their numbers. But they had on the back of the of their shirts. They had, it just had Nationals and didn't have anyone's name. And they're like clapping and slapping hands and stuff. And they just got we we kicked their ass that night. It was so satisfying. There's been a lot of talk recently about them. And remember that year when they Strasburg was just up and they decided to bench him mm-hmm. for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of talk about how like egregious of an error that was. That was probably and, their best shot to win the and series. And it's like you can you can never assume that you're gonna be back, you know? No, it's very true. That's why you gotta take your shots. Yeah, when you get them, you just never know. I mean, like the Nationals are exhibit A of this. I mean, they've they've won the division since twenty twelve. I think the only year they didn't win the division was twenty thirteen when the Braves did. Yeah. And maybe the Mets won one other year. But most of the time they've won the division since then. And they can't get out of the first round, no matter who they add. Scherzer, doesn't matter. Uh, Daniel Murphy, who cares? It's like that was their year to go do it. And, and they he, shut down. And Strasburg was having a career year that year. Yeah. And they, they shut him down because the innings line was like, oh, we'll be around. It's like, yeah, you'll be around, but that could have been the year that you could have won. Right. You never know. And you think they're going to do anything in the post-Bryce era? Oh, when he inevitably leaves them? Like, yeah, so next year? They'll still be around. They'll still be talented. They have an ownership group that wants to spend money on quality know, players. Man. 
So, I mean, I'm not going to write them off. I think Bryce... If slash winning leaves. I see Bryce as like a uh, LeBron-type character. So, like, once Bryce leaves, Scherzer's going to want to get out and go get go somewhere. Because he's never won a championship, right? No. He was on the Tigers, but they never won yeah. during that, that, that time when it was... He was on the Diamondbacks. Or, I don't know if he's... Was he on the Diamondbacks? He was. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, he's never won a championship. Yeah. Come down to Atlanta, Max. We'll oh, hell yeah. Take you. I love Max Scherzer. Oh, he's a bulldog. I man. respect the shit out of that guy. Yeah. He's definitely a top three pitcher in baseball to me. Yeah. It was really funny, too. Strasburg came out of the game because he had been injured for a long time. And a lot of the Nationals have been talking about a lot about, oh, we're getting Strasburg back after the All-Star break. We're getting Ryan Zimmerman back. We're going to be so good. And maybe they will. Maybe they'll win the, maybe they'll win the division. Who knows? But it was, it was fun to, to watch because right after Strasburg came out, you know, he came in the dugout, guys were slapping on the back or slapping hands with him or whatever, and he, uh, Scherzer said something to him, and Strasburg just turns and, you know, gets in his face a little bit, and they, they start going back and forth, chirping at each other, and then they, both of them immediately go into the clubhouse before it got out of hand. Yeah. But it was so great to yeah. see. It they was had wonderful. issues like that. Like, remember that Papelbon? Oh, and... Papelbon tried to strangle Bryce Harper. Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was just like, man, this is a, a, a yard house, a mental asylum. Is Papa Bond still around? I don't think so. I think he's out of the game. Yeah. He had a good run. He did. He was a formidable closer at his time. But the point is, it's like the Nationals every year, they all start talking about before the season, oh, we're getting ready for the postseason. We're going to make a run. This is the year. Blah, blah, blah. And most of the time, yeah, they do win the division. Most of the time, yeah, they do get in the postseason. And every single year, they lose in the first round. It's so funny. It's like a foregone conclusion of them to win the fucking World Series, and they can't do it. Not just them. The pundits always pick their asses, too. Yep. And they never do it. This and, is their year? And it puts a smile on my face every single October. Well, it sounds a little familiar, though, getting into the playoffs every single year and then <sighs> yes, not does. getting out of the first round. Yeah, because we haven't won a playoff series since 2001. 2001, but, Graham. Yeah, but at least... It's 2018. I know. At least we have our championship. Something the Nationals do not have. Well, have you ever thought, like, every single game that we watch that we don't win a championship at the end of the year, would you consider that wasted time? No, because then it makes it that much more sweeter when you do win. Because you've been through the battles, man. If you're just there for the good shit, who cares? You're a Fairweather fan. You're a punk. We just keep racking it up. We are. But one day it's going to be <laughs> yeah. so glorious. Whenever we, if, if we ever win another Super Bowl, uh, another Super Bowl, if we ever win a Super Bowl or win a World Series or whatever else, if you have gone through the shit, and then it would be so satisfying. Like, it'll, I will cry for days. Mm-hmm. For the right reasons, not the wrong ones. The big old bender, I'll tell you that much. Oh, God. I'm, <laughs> if I'm working, I'm taking, like, the whole week off. I'm, I might One die. of us doesn't end up in the hospital. We're not, we're not, we we're not fans. fans. Yeah, we're not <laughs> yeah, fans. No. Exactly. All right. Yeah, I think that covers sprays. Yep. <laughs> uh, There's only been a game and a half since right, last exactly. time. So. So I think moving on to Falcons. Oh, we, yeah. we did not mention. Oh, what's that? Danny Santana. Danny Santana has been DFA. Yep. Designated for assignment. He's gone. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I saw that the Braves tweeted that out recently, and I just I almost shed a tear. I was like, "This is yep. this is a great." There's a sign of good things to come. Yeah, this is a great day. That and Acuna hitting first. Yep. Making progress. Freaking glorious. Yep. I'm glad you pointed that out, though. Yep. We'd yep. be remiss not to mention that. I so mean, yeah, we've had enough arguments about him and. We have got to conclude it. Yes, with it's, you being correct. It's, I like to hear that. Yeah. So, looking now at the Falcons, big news this week: Thomas Dimitrov and the organization will not kowtow to Julio's uh, demands for a new deal. 
they said, no, sir, get in line. Yeah, they dropped the hammer. Yeah, and it came out in the press, and it was very shocking. I thought for sure that they would just be like, oh, it's Julio, we got to do it, you know, whatever. But I'm glad that they didn't and didn't set a negative precedent for the rest of the team and, honestly, the rest of the NFL. Yeah, someone's got some brass balls up there. Yeah. I don't know if it's Dimitrov. Could be Arthur. Could be Arthur. Yeah. Dimitrov does all that biking that probably affects his ability to have brass balls. Indeed. But yeah, or maybe it makes his balls more brass. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> either way, yeah, either way. Are you are you happy to see that, or did you just want them to get it done, or what? What's, what's no? I'm happy. To, I'm happy to see it. I mean, and their explanation is perfectly logical as well. Mm. It's like, look, it's not in the budget, bub. You got right. three years left on your deal. Like, no, right. We've got Deion Jones to pay. Grady. Got Grady to pay. Jake Matthews. Got Jake Matthews, Graham's favorite offensive lineman to yep. pay. Mm-hmm. There's other guys on tab first. Yeah, and you know one thing they did say that's kind of being glossed over, I think, by some folks is that they said they're going to try to address it next year, two years with, with two years still left on the deal, mm-hmm. which would still be unheard of. Right. Usually, it's one. It's always one year if it, if it's anything at all. So. Well, here's what you got to think. Do you think Julio, that was his goal? To get them to buy the buckle? Pushing it for this year, realizing it's not going to happen. He's like, oh, then I can get it one year early next year. Yeah, it could be. It could be. I'm not sure. What, I mean, that's an interesting thought about the ulterior motive there. That's possible. Um, but I think regardless, it's, it's good. And I think, too, them coming out and saying, okay, we'll try to figure it out next year. Let's just go... You know, try to win the freaking Super Bowl this year because we can do it. Well, you saw the so, report that came out today, right? I did not. That apparently Julio is going to be at training camp. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. So, yeah, apparently he's going to be there at the start of training camp, and there's not going to be a holdout. I guess that's yet to be seen until we actually see that. But it will be something to watch this week for sure because training camp starts this week, correct? Yeah, it starts this this week. All right. Practices are open to the public. Jeez. What's going to happen if he's not there and you got like thousands of people up there at Flowery Branch? Then it, all the national media is there. Yeah. T.O.'s probably there. Oh, Jesus, I hope T.O.'s <laughs> freaking California as far away as he can get from Atlanta. Yeah. What if, what if Julio announced, like, yeah, T.O.'s going to be my agent now? That would never happen. But no. it's kind of, I don't know, I've thought about that. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy too that Thomas is not bent the knee, so to speak, and yeah. just said, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. And uh, so at this point, it appears that Julio Jones' gate is over. It's coming to well, it's over once he shows up. Once he shows game. up, yeah. But the Falcons have, have staked their claim to uh, keeping their principles and integrity intact and not giving in to someone who's under contract for three more years. So, do you think that we owe Julio an apology at all? For what? I mean, we've bashed him for about the past two months over this thing. We've also, I think, been fair in our evaluation of Julio. I mean, I think we've also tried to see it from his perspective. To the other side, yeah. Yeah, so I, don't, I have nothing to apologize yeah. for. Okay. Personally. Uh, I freaking love the guy. I'm wearing the damn Julio Jones shirt today. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love Julio. I, I, I want him here. I want to win championship with him, multiple championships if possible. And I just, I want him to be taken care of. We also, you know, you to understand this is, this is, this is the fucking way it is. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And I heard, and I haven't verified it, of course, but I heard someone saying that when he signed that deal, he was the highest paid he was. wide receiver in the league. Right. Yeah, so what the hell? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Sorry, the market changes. Yeah. You know? 
yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's an issue of just like something. Maybe there's an issue with pride with all these other guys getting paid. I know Brandon Cooks is now getting paid more than him. Well, it's definitely pride. Like I, I doubt it's an issue of need. Yeah. Like I'm sure Julio's doing all right. Yeah, if you got $150,000 earrings, I think you're doing just fine. Yeah. One would think. One would hope. He can feed his family. Right. And he he, sound, he seems like a very mature, responsible individual that isn't blowing his money on a lot of stupid shit, you know, and is bankrupt. Yeah. So let's let's hope it comes to an end this week and we can just talk about football when it comes to the Falcons. Oh, yeah. Going. We're getting there. Yep. So, yeah, I guess we should transition to... The Hawks, who have been very busy since we've last spoken to you guys, made a really big trade, uh, getting rid of Dennis Schroeder finally. Yes. Yes, yes, go ahead. I would certainly say, and I I know I was uh, shitting on the schlank a little bit last week, Mm -hmm. this is by far his best trade, I think. Yeah, I would would agree. It's uh, on paper, it doesn't sound good to the casual fan, because it's a trade of Dennis Schroeder to Oklahoma City for Carmelo Anthony. Who is immediately being bought out? Yeah, which I think is like twenty-seven million dollars this year. You think there's any Carmelo Hawks jerseys being made though? I doubt it. That would be a novelty item. He's to have. still technically on the team right now. I yeah. think he hasn't been officially bought out yet. But the plan is to buy him out, and then he can sign with whoever he wants to. Now the good news is is that I think we save like ten or fifteen million dollars going into next year on Schroeder's deal because he's not going to be here anymore. Yeah, and then Carmelo comes off the books as well, so that frees up even more cap space going into next year. And there were some other components to the move, which yeah. I think you have information on. Yeah, we're getting a first-round pick, which is unbelievable, um, from from uh, Oklahoma City. Mm. Like it was getting to the point where most people were, were just assuming that maybe we could get a second-round pick for Schroeder. And right. That's it, just because his value has dropped with the legal issues. Yep. And his defensive metrics defense are awful. Not giving a shit yeah. playing defense. Um, I just love that he's going to Oklahoma City where it's going to be him, Russell Westbrook, and Paul George. Ultimate ball hogs. Yeah, I mean, he's he'll probably be like a six-man type and will probably put up awesome stats and care right. a lot more defensively, so he'll probably be better. Mm, we'll see. But, but we're also getting a young guy, Justin Anderson. We're getting him from Philly. Philly was involved in the trade as well. Um yeah, Justin Anderson, he was like a first-round pick a couple of years ago out of Virginia. Uh, he's a small forward and just really hasn't gotten a chance to succeed yet. Hasn't really got been given the minutes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a, a, another young young guy, asset, and he'll probably get a shot. Right, and Wood Pierce do. has intimate knowledge of them coming yeah, from the 76ers exactly. organization, so you got to think that that's a move that's made with a lot of intel. Mm-hmm. And not just uh, you know saying oh there's good sky yeah it's not, like, it's not just throwing right it's just he's, it's a guy he likes obviously yeah. or else he wouldn't bring him here so sure I, I think that was yeah it was a good move and we're saving a lot of money and we're getting rid of uh, someone who doesn't want to be here and I'm yeah. tired of having people that don't want to be here exactly. I know the road the, the road forward is going to be a long one it's going to suck but you know if if you're openly talking about oh it'd be great to go to Milwaukee it'd be great to go wherever then then get the fuck out yep I don't, I don't want you. So now, now we'll have uh, Jeremy Lin as. Will he be the starter? It's going to be interesting to see he'll if he's going to start, start or Trey Young will start. But it, it, he'll be a better role model for Trey. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got more experience than Schroeder, obviously. Yeah. Um, but just more of a high character guy. Sure. 
And I think it's funny, too. Carmelo joins Rashid Wallace as one of the shortest tenured Hawks of all time. Rashid Wallace was traded here. I can't remember what year. He had a great game. He I remember. Game. He had a 20-point game. Yeah, a 20-point game. Yeah. I was like, oh, Jesus. And then he was traded immediately right after yeah. that. Uh, and Carmelo follows in those footsteps now, which is kind of funny. He doesn't even, he's not even going to step on the floor for the Hawks. So, I mean, any other thoughts on Schroeder or Carmelo or any of that? Um, it's just, I just think it's a good thing. We're, we're kind of moving on. Like, it's full rebuild. Yeah. You know, like, we, we just get all our young guys in place that the Schlenk's bringing in. It's the next era. Right. And I think it's 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 sad in a, in, in a way, too, because the last player from that magical 2014-2015 team is Kent Bazemore. Yeah. Everyone else is gone. Also, Mike Muscala's gone. But he's he's part of, he's going to the 76ers, not the Thunder, though. Yep. He, he was... That's where Philly came in. But, yeah, good for him. He was a solid player for mm-hmm. us for a couple of years. Um, stretch big that now we'll have a chance to be on a playoff team again. Right. So, good, good for, for him. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so, and not to <laughs> be outdone, they kept making moves. Signed uh, center Alex Lynn from the Phoenix Suns, two-year, $8 million, $8 million and a half dollar deal. What was that? Just, that was just yesterday, right? That was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I saw that pop up. Um, I don't know much about it. Grandpa, tell me. Uh, I've used Alex Lynn to, uh, to my fault on DraftKings a little bit. He's not known as a stalwart offensive player. He has no three-point range. He, is, he shoots about 57% from the field. Uh, around the basket, but that's all he does is shoot around the basket. So you'd like that to be a little higher since it's such a should be such a high percentage. Where, where shot. did he play? He's just been on Phoenix his whole career. Okay. He's been playing since I think uh, 2012 or 13, and you know he's no more for rim protection. He's a tall guy, seven foot one. He's thought of as he's going to slot in um, as a bench guy. He's not going to start, and it's just going to. Yeah, and that's how he was in Phoenix too. He average. He played behind Tyson Chandler. He would average like 20 minutes a game. He averaged about eight and a half points, seven and a half boards a game. You know, solid numbers offensively and, you know, able to mix in a block here and there. No one's more formidable rim protector than anything, though. So I think it's a nice little move. So he's the Muscala replacement, basically. Yeah, and I think, honestly, he's an upgrade over Muscala because of the physicality and the presence he brings to the defense. Yeah. And we have enough people shooting three-pointers, like whatever. Like this, The fact that this guy can't shoot three-pointers and he's more of a, a pure big man – I'm okay with because he's only going to play 15, 20 minutes a game. Well, he could find himself in a bigger role than that. If I, I wouldn't be surprised if Schlenk's trying to move Deadman and Baysmore still. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. If he moves Deadman, certainly he will have a bigger role. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Bays go as well. I think he's got some value. Send him with LeBron like we were talking about. Yeah. Travis, if you're listening, that's that's the move, man. That's the move. Yep. They're desperate for any just player with a modicum of a name. Just a little bit of a name. A little bit of talent. A little bit of talent. Yeah. Kent could be that guy. Quote-unquote 3 and D guy. Yep. So, we'll see what happens, but it's been definitely an eventful week yep, a lot, for, for the Hawks. A lot happening. We're getting closer to basketball again. I feel like it just ended. Yeah. That's the problem. Last month. The NBA, more so than any other sport to me, feels year-round. They like dragged that thing on, yeah. Good God. Yeah, playoffs don't finish till feel like it's almost July, even though it's not quite, but it's in June. It's just psychotic. Speaking of sports that are pretty much year-round, mm. you went to the United game yesterday. I did. I did. It was my second United game, and I will fully admit that this atmosphere, despite there being 30,000 less people, because they didn't open up the, the top deck, or the upper deck for some reason, was a lot better than the opening uh, home opener that we went to. 
Much better crowd coordination in terms of chance. Everybody was screaming and squawking the whole time. It was uh, it was pretty thrilling. Joseph Martinez had a hat trick. Um, two of the goals were headers, which were amazing. The first goal came against the was literally just going to be him with the goalie against the ball first, and he just headed it around the goalie, and it was just so badass. Joseph's last goal was equally impressive. He was going one way and then quickly shifted the other way and the and broke the, the goalie's ankles and then just had an, a complete open net and just sort of went in there and just lightly kicked it in like it was just nothing. Man's got 22 goals and we've only played, I think, 22 games or something like yeah. that. I mean... And that, oh, apparently you two are on a first-name basis now, huh? Yeah, you know, wow. me, and, me and Joseph. Two games. But, yeah, but it was a hat trick. It was really exciting. The crowd was into it. Uh, went down early, one to nothing. On, a, a, we were kind of selling out on offense a lot, and they just sort of broke away, and Guzan was left in no man's land. But overall, it was it was a lot of fun, and uh, United showed out and put on a hell of a show for the, the home crowd. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. I'd also like to mention that... Uh, went with uh, user Alexa and we wound up uh, we were in the standing room we wound up talking to this one guy who talks about soccer like how we talk about the Braves pretty much he was just going over all this stuff you know asking me like stuff all this stuff I, I can only say stuff because I didn't know what the fuck he was right. talking about <laughs> sure you were just like nodding yeah, your head like, oh, yeah, 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 oh yeah, sure yeah. Uh-huh. arbitrary yeses and shaking of the heads yeah I'm guilty of that one myself right and so it's pretty it, much what I'm doing to you right now during this soccer segment right. yeah. <laughs> and so you eventually got to uh, he was asking me, he was like, is this your first Atlanta team? I was like, no, man, I was, I was, I was born and raised here. What question is that? Yeah. Um, well, he's primarily talking to Alexa. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So he's like, is your friend, is this your first Atlanta team? And I was like, hey, pal, easy there. <laughs> but uh, Well, did you give him a business card? I didn't have some with me, which was stupid. I did not give him a business card. Yeah. But I, I said, no, I, I mean, I've been born and raised here. I love all the teams, you know. Probably uh, didn't chew his head life. off. And and um, he's like, no, I mean like your first soccer team. And I was like, uh, oh. yeah, guess. I don't. I'm like, I'm not a, I, I said it to him. I was like, I'm not a huge soccer fan. I'm trying to get into the United more, but I'm just uh, soccer doesn't resonate with me. He sort of looked at me like I was, you know, speaking Portuguese or something. But uh, it was fun too. On the first goal that Joseph Martinez scored, he like hugged both of us, screamed and was going nuts. And then he, and then he grabbed me from below. And I was like, oh my god, he's gonna toss me off the goddamn standing room only, and, and kill me. But he just he picked me up and was like, ah! Good and, Lord. And, then, and then I was like, I, I got into it after a minute. I was like, ah! I was like raising my my fist and screaming too. And he like lifted me up and down. I was like, Jesus, God, this guy is insane. That guy must love life, man. He, he does. He loves soccer. He was he was screaming and going nuts the whole time. And then near the end of the, and he kept screaming, come on, come on, a lot, like really loud. And there was these kids like standing right in front of us. And this mom just leans over to him and goes, Excuse me, could you, could you not yell directly into their ears? Oh. He wasn't even cussing? No, he's just saying, come on. It wasn't like he was saying, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> Asshole, shit face. You know, he wasn't doing that. Sure, He's sure. being very proper. Right, right. He was just yelling. He's at a sporting event, for God's sake. That's disgusting. Yeah. and he, On that lady. And uh, and he is a very uh, uh, wangy... Lang? Lang? Lanky? <laughs> Sorry. He's a very lanky fellow, very skinny, and uh, he looked at the woman, I think he told her to screw off, and then <laughs> flicked her off as well. That's awesome. And he had this, you know, super long uh, middle finger that looked like it stretched into the sky, <laughs> and then uh, walked away. 
And then we also found another place to stand. That was actually a better place to stand than standing room after that because I was like, I don't want to be around that woman that, and yeah. her bullshit. She didn't say a damn thing the whole time. She sounds like the worst. Yeah, that's like that's that's what's wrong with America right there. You go to a sporting event, that's one place you should be able to yell. Yeah, yeah you shouldn't be cursing and stuff. You should be able to stand up, do what you want to do. And scream your head off. Yeah. Yeah. That ticket gives you a right to make a total ass of yourself within reason. But that's, that is very much within reason. If you want more peace, like... Get a box seat or something. Right. Or, or just watch the game from home. Yeah. Like, like if you are complaining about noise at a sporting event, you are what's wrong with the world. The whole world. The whole world. Yeah. I mean, you're definitely, like, the worst person ever that I would never want to hang out with. Yeah, absolutely. Like, this is not the place for you. You're yeah. clearly out of your element, and you're a damn fool. So, good on that guy for, yeah. uh, you know, he didn't even really get into it, he just flicked her off and, and left. That seems like a good, like, it, let her know, it, let, it lets her know, I hate you. Yeah. You're wrong. Uh, you're wrong, but also, I'm not going to waste my time on you. Right. See, I would have wasted my time. I would have gotten into a huge, overblown argument, and then God knows what Probably would have been talking there. about it for like five years. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably have been sued for something. <laughs> you know, it would have been, been bad. But the, the journey to the United game was fun. Nice. And uh, it was a really good time. Cool. Yeah. So, United is once again on top of the standings, and they're just continuing their march through the Eastern Conference. So, very fair. Good on them. Yep. And Joseph Martinez also set a, a uh, record yesterday. Sixth career MLS uh, hat trick. The most of all time. Where's uh, Almiron been this year? I haven't heard a ton from him. I don't know. I didn't really see too much of him yesterday. He had uh, a couple of shots that just went way over the goal. Like, he was just, just seemed like, I mean, I don't know. Like, once again, I'm also talking from a novice's perspective, but it seemed like he was just kind of rushing shots and his footwork was kind of all over the place when he was shooting. <laughs> But regardless of what was really going on, they were just going way over the goal. It was like nowhere close to being a threat. I heard that some another European team is uh, very interested in buying him. Buying Alvaron. Yeah. I'm surprised Martinez hasn't been bought at this point. Right. But, like, the club has to give them permission, too. It's not right. like... I don't think there's any chance in hell to let him go this year. I mean, this is, this is the year you want to try to win them. Yeah, you don't want to pull a Strasbourg of Nationals and right. rest Strasbourg. Right. I mean, that would be Got to go for it this year. Yeah, you yeah. got to win. Arthur wants a championship more than anyone Arthur, else. Arthur, um, are you worried at all that he's just going to die once he wins a championship, though? No, I think until that the Falcons. That happens a lot. I think the, until the Falcons win the Super Bowl, he'll never die. Okay, so the United won't do it to him. No, I mean, I think he wants to win United really bad. Yeah. But I think he's had such a personal stake in the Falcons for so long that that's his ultimate yeah, goal. They've been through a lot of shit. Yeah, I think like it would be great if United won, but I don't think it would mean as much to him as the Falcons. Just because he hasn't been doing it as long. He hasn't, it's not that he cares more about one yeah. or the other. I think it's just like that would be... The ultimate, because it's also the ultimate in American professional sports. It's gonna make me sick when, whenever he is gone and like some corporation takes over. I hope not. I hope I hope he's very careful in terms of who he selects as his successors. I hope he's grooming that person now, whether it be one of his kids or somebody he has a good business relationship with or whatever, to continue the tradition that Arthur Blank, the example that he has set for how to run an organization in the city. What What are the odds that you can come up with enough money to buy the Falcons by the time Arthur's gone? Uh, Better win the lottery and a lot of money from DraftKings, and my movie <laughs> better sell for like a million dollars. And this podcast needs to blow up. Yeah, this podcast needs to blow up. We need to be making like $100,000 a week to start with, and then by 2025, we need to be making like $10 million a week. Even then, I don't think we'll have enough money, but I don't know. that would be the ideal I don't know scenario. if that's a realistic amount of money. No, it's not. <laughs> exactly. There's no chance on how we're going to get, like, I don't know. It would be so much fun, though. Yeah. But... 
I think that wraps up today's episode yeah, of Atlanta's End. I agree. Thank you all for listening, for taking the time to uh, hang out with us. Graham, it was great chatting with you today. It was good chatting with you yeah. today. I thought it was a fun show. Yeah. So until next time, rise up, chop on, stay in brotherhood, unite and conquer, and remain true to Atlanta. Not for Thomas. Bro.